Welcome back to episode 22 of the Any Men podcast. Uh, I'm currently uh, fiddling a lot with my hair because I need to get a haircut, but um, I'm here with uh, two very special guests. Uh, and we're talking about, um, you know, Super Week, the Lunar New Year party, fan experiences at the studios, and just general check-in, you know? How is the LCS doing? We're finished with half of the first round Robin um, here in spring. And yeah, it feels like it's a good time to see how things are going for fans and for all of the new stuff that LCS has uh, started putting out this year. So yeah, I'm Arsh. Magical. Hi, Magical. Hi. Hi. All right. And I'm William. Great. Nobody can. Uh, <laughs> nobody could have figured that out based on your names on screen right now. No, but we no, also no, do I, have audio damn. listeners, so that's yep. fine. That actually makes sense. You guys were introducing yourself the fine, way. Fine. You want me to actually introduce? Yeah, yeah. Myself? Give, give me some okay. spicy. Give me some spicy. All right. I mean, if you want spicy, I could be like, I, I'm a living duck in a human body. Uh, I, I'm actually a wizard too. People don't realize this. So I was once man, turned myself into duck, and then I somehow got turned back into man. Um, and now I like that I you clarified you're a living duck instead of a body, instead of like a dead duck. Yeah. yeah <laughs> or an or an inanimate duck. Exactly. There are differences, just so people know. True. Um, but yeah, I work for uh, Riot on the NACL broadcast, so I do the Challengers League as one of the play-by-plays. I like to yell at video games. And William. Hello, as Arsh said, my name is William. I am the crackhead that is known to drive five and a half, six hours most weekends to go to the LCS studios from Phoenix, Arizona. I uh, do lots of sign things, so if you see on the broadcast, most weekends you're probably going to see some goofy or weird. It's, it's not on weekends anymore. Me. You drive up on yeah. weekdays oh, now. You, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weekends. Or we, we, I said it again. Weekdays. weekdays. I come up on the weekdays. And uh, yeah, so I do lots of signs. I love taking Polaroids. So you may see my Polaroids on Twitter or somewhere. And yeah, that's pretty much a little bit about me. Yeah. William is a C9 super fan. Um, the C9 super fan even uh, here in at the studios, at least. Um, very recognizable for his hashtag sign diff. Uh, and it, did you say C9 is 18-0 with you in attendance? Like at a live yes, event? They, yes, at live events. Uh, C9 is 18-0. If you count best of threes, so technically it would be nine or 18 and or 19 and one because they did lose the one singular match against EG in the the series and playoffs last year that I went to. Mm -hmm. But uh, and I would like to say I predicted that series. I made a sign before I even went to the studios. and predicted we were gonna three one EG in the playoffs. Oh. And uh, so yeah, I'm just I'm just a doesn't count three. as a loss if you predicted. The loss. That's what I always say. And that's, um, yeah. This just makes me think back to the days when, like, um, it was the the glory days when C9 were able to beat Africa Freaks in uh, the quarterfinals and make it to the semifinals for the first time. In yeah, twenty twenty eighteen beginning. And I was on a podcast at the time. Um, I'm try why am I blanking on the name of the podcast right now? Oh, the Analyst Desk. That's right, with Amanda Stevens and uh, Cole Gibson. And I was the Cloud9 super fan because at the time I was working with Cloud9 on their academy broadcast. And so I. On their academy broadcast? Yeah, back when uh, teams actually had academy broadcast rights. And so I was uh, the Cloud9 play by play caster. So uh, other teams had their own broadcast as well. I believe Desrex was on, and uh, jo uh, Joshi were both on Team Liquid. Um, Kangas and Coco the Dragon were on Optic. 
And there are a couple others that I can't really remember Wait, off the top of my head. This is such a, a different universe that I don't I yeah. know uh, nothing about. What? You're, you're learning you're learning a little bit. Oh god, there's a whole thing. I I could go on for ages. The Cloud 912, it's like when we first started, we were in the garage of the team house for the broadcast and it was in the middle of California Dude, summer. That's what you guys were talking so, about. I remember you talking about the yeah. Cloud 9 Academy garage and I was like, I didn't know you I thought you just like were on the competitive side for a bit. I didn't realize No, no. I, that's how I worked with Cloud9, and uh, that's why I'm still close with a lot of the t uh, the staff and also with this, uh, some of the players that were around at the time is because of the shared experience of that entire event, which was absolutely wild. And like I said, this blistering heat in, in a garage with no AC, casting <laughs> League of Legends, getting excited about them as well, was quite a wild time. But now I'm getting off topic. Where that was I? That is crazy. Oh, yeah. I predict I uh on the uh, podcast I was doing predicted Cloud Nine to win three zero and had like the whole way they would win too saying like they're gonna just continue to trap the submarine comp and dive 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 and they did that all three games in one. Was it like one oh, of those yeah. meme segments where you're like no no Cloud Nine totally three O's this guys? Uh, it was, but I was actually dead serious at the same time. Damn, easy, you caveat it. You get it both <laughs> ways. Serious before Arsh? Huh? Have you even seen that series before, Arsh? I for sure haven't seen it, but I know about it. Oh my, dude, that's like that's a good one. Anytime I'm sad, I just pull that series up, and I'm instantly feeling better. That's just, I probably watch that series every three, four months. I mean, it's that, these new age, um, it's these it's, new age it's LCS fans—they haven't seen anything. That is literally stuff. like when I got stressed yesterday, uh, or not yesterday, like a couple days ago, for one of my midterms. I um, I just started watching Caps montages. Of like his best oh, plays. Told me about like, this. I was like, I damn, I need something to Friday. watch. I need something to watch, but I, I don't want a show to watch because it's like stressful. Like watch new shit. I'm like I'm just gonna watch old capsules I've already seen that were sick. <laughs> Very relaxing. I recommend it. It's actually really great. That just reminds me of like way back. There's a YouTuber called Civ HD that I used to watch back in like season one, season two. And whenever I'd get like in a bad mood for like just college days, I just go back and watch those games, like those uh, videos, and they'd always make me laugh. Yeah. All right. The, uh... Um. Now that we're six minutes into this podcast about the LCS, let's talk about the LCS. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we yeah. have in a roundabout way, haven't we? Sure. We talked about LCS-related LCS things. <laughs> um. So, the main thing that just happened was the um. Lunar New Year party, uh, which was held at the end of Super Week. Um, so Friday night after the games ended, um, Riot had a big thing outside the studios where like anyone in attendance could go and, um, you know, whatever, participate and basically get free food and hang out with players and teams had booths set up, whatever. The cool thing about it was we got a lot of nice pictures and like it looked really fun, but like a lot of people didn't go. So you guys both went. I went. Um, we can kind of talk about what the cool parts of it were, what kind of stuff was happening. Uh, and yeah. So, if you guys had anything fun stood out to you, you can I... I'll let, uh, William, I want you to go first this time. Okay, so, there was so much to do there, and when I got home, I, I went straight from dinner after the thing and drove home, and I finally realized how many things that went on there that I didn't even get to see because there was so much. Yeah. Like, I didn't even realize that Team Liquid had that little mini crane game to win one of the, the little blue plush, the their mascot. I didn't even. It was grab so in a blue plushie. Because the line was so. Oh, it was a blue yeah. Plushie, yeah. Dude, I didn't even. Yeah. I yeah, I did. I did the same thing. I didn't even get in line because I was like, that line's too long. I'll get in line later. 
It's probably not for it's anything big. Oh, I didn't even grab Boba. She would have been so, so sick. Oh, I'm mad. I know, right? See, so, yeah, I I gotta I gotta play that one. Uh, but I already won a blue pl plushie from the previous <laughs> tailgate. Oh, well, I, I didn't win it. I, they, they gave it to me. So ah. I, I got one from the previous one. So this one, I played it, and uh, Joshi really wanted one. And I told him that, that I'd play for him because he's like, I suck at these. He's like, is anyone good? I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty good at these. My first try, I get one. I'm like, here you go, Josh. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, they also had, I was really loving the DJ. I just want to say shout out to that DJ. As somebody who, I'm a big EDM, like, house music person. I like the vibes of the music. That guy did an amazing job with the music. And I was having so much fun at the C9 booth, dancing around with all the players, staff members, random people coming over to dance. You know, it, it's music is a great way to, to let people, like, express themselves and get out of their comfort zone and just kind of shake off the jitters of being there. And I thought that was really cool. For uh, sure. little thing that was going I, the, on. The vibes, of the vibes of the whole event were definitely brought up by the fact that the the dj was very good yeah 100 percent. i also had an amazing interaction with solo uh like i mentioned earlier i'm a big polaroid person so i was going back and forth with every single person i have like a, a polaroid album that i do every year with 120 photos so i went and got one with chime and then i talked with solo for a second and asked him for a polaroid and he's like oh hey i see you doing polaroids here all the time like oh. you're the polaroid guy i'm like oh yeah and i guess he's been getting into doing uh like polaroids and other things that are very similar so we had like a five ten minute conversation asking me for tips on what he should do with them because he's like i'm taking pictures but I don't know what to do with them. I'm just okay. putting them on my desk, putting them somewhere. What do I do? I have a question for you, William. So yeah. with the Polaroids, are you supposed to shake them or no? I like shaking them. And I like shaking as well. Like I shake my own body when I'm doing it too. You know, I gotta <laughs> okay. dance it out. Not only does he <laughs> shake like, the heard, Polaroids, no, heard, he shakes I've that ass. not to, but it's like, I've always been told to shake it. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to. I mean, you don't have to, but it... I, I mean, I'm not a scientist, but I, I'm pretty sure if you shake it, that it. I feel like this is a question that Google faster, can answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not sure. <laughs> it's you know, it's I've I've always it, shook him. Yeah, the but my instinct was correct, which is that like you shouldn't, because oh, really? there's an off oh. chance that you could create unwanted bubbles or marks between some of the layers. Because if you think about it, why would you design mm -hmm. a like it's chemically, you know what I mean? It's so complex, like the the paper yeah. that's printed on. It's like shaking it will only cause more problems because everything's designed to be done at a certain speed so instinctively that makes sense but also maybe the unwanted little imperfections like they talk about that in film like the little imperfections of like how it was recorded actually add to its charm um so like maybe well, the sh a shaken polaroid hoping... is more personality you know Arsh, i was kind of hoping you were gonna say that's how like ghosts get in pictures you know that also like, i mean you, that that could you be you a shake it and you it puts see a the ghost old in picture it. yeah you see the old pictures where there's the weird layering and it's like oh is it yeah i mean that that is not impossible honestly that that is likely <laughs> like a, a mistake in like how the polaroid is developed and stuff like yeah, that yeah, like, yeah. the that biggest thing is the sense. weather the temperature because i had this i had the problem wednesday and thursday i tried taking polaroids and if it's too cold it just will just go white like you won't even it, really? will, it will just it will just go full white and you can't see anything or we'll do like whites around the edges and things it's like i took one a full one with uh the whole clg team and it didn't work it, it just came out full white and so like the oh. whole night 
during that party, I was going up to the heat lamps and just holding my Polaroid up near the heat lamps to make sure it stayed warm. <laughs> it was it was pictures. really cold there. Like I was, I, I was bundled up because I uh, I knew that it'd be cold because you know LA, and I was like, it's been cold a lot every night, so I'm just gonna go like super prepared. But I saw people on like half sleeves, and I was like, that's a mistake, good sir. It yeah. is cold. So what I'll say is like my favorite part of like walking around um was like I mean the, the boots were all great from the different teams like they had some really cool stuff but um I really liked the the pro there were so many pro players just like floating at the true, event. True. So it was it was 100 and GGS last game. I didn't see GGS. I don't know if you guys did. I did not. No. But 100 Thieves I saw one player and that's it. 100 no, Thieves no. took the 03 to the chin and um I talked about this yesterday to like some friends but like I thought it was so sick that that whole team came out after getting an 0-3 Super Week, a really tough last loss, and came out and met fans, took pictures, signed shot. I was like, holy shit. Like, that was really impressive. I don't know if there's many teams that can go 0-3 on a Super Week, take a tough loss, especially when expectations are so high, you know, and you're a fan favorite right. team, uh, and then go out and, and take pictures with fans, meet fans, be nice, be like, you know, help people make the experience memorable. Like, that was... That was really impressive for me. I, re I really liked that they did that. And then TSM was also floating around until their car got broken into, which is insane. Ugh, yeah, oh, that yeah. sucks. That is, um, that is awful. And who else was there? C9 and EG. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, they, they, I, I really enjoyed, like, you know, they were all there. It's different, like, than when it's a meet and greet experience. And I think, William, you can probably extrapolate this on this a bit more. It's like, it's cool to have the pro players there and you can, like, um, you can like talk to them like as a normal conversation as opposed to like when you normally either see them doing interviews or you're like doing a meet and greet because it's not really a meet and greet right like they're just wandering around an event that you're also at and they're trying to yeah. see stuff as well so it's, like you're just having a normal conversation with another person i thought it was really sick i got to talk to a bunch of pros who i like you've either met before and stuff like that oh yeah 100 percent. i i think that um you know that, those were probably my favorite interactions of the night like dancing around with fudge walking around with Sven, you know, the the funny thing is because I the whole C9 team just calls me Sign Dip at this point. Like they don't they don't they they call me William for a tiny bit when I first going so much they like actually asked for my name and I said William. But then they just call me Sign Dip now and Fudge for like five or six people needed they wanted signatures. He said, "Okay, bend over and he just used my back to sign people's stuff and, and then and then he pat me on the back and say oh you're the goat you're the goat and then dude <laughs> stuff like that is fudge so told you to it's bend like... over out of context is really funny several times yeah. that night william got told why? to bend over by fudge why? yeah nothing yeah. it's it's i don't I, there's no implication there i didn't imply anything um yeah yeah nothing nothing at all uh but yeah no that i thought it was i thought it was really fun magical did you have a favorite attraction of the of the oh, night me. There? Oh, definitely me. You were the fa you were oh, your you favorite were attraction. The, you were your favorite attraction. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. Magical uh, found a mirror there, and he was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, exactly. I was just like, "Oh my god, look at that guy! What what an ugly looking dude!" <laughs> Laugh at him. Oh uh, no. Uh, let's see. My favorite thing. I it, there's a lot, honestly. I just like hanging out with people. I like like talking with you know all the different players. All the, like a lot of the NACL guys were there as well. So hanging out with them. Meeting up with a couple fans who recognize me and be like, hey, aren't you the challengers guy? I'm like, hello, how's it going? <laughs> What's Bob? Right, yeah. and like just talking with, uh, like I got to talk with uh, Papa Smithy at some point. 
Just oh yeah, he was great. Papa Smithy him. was at the FlyQuest booth the entire time. Yeah, he was. And it was great. Like I got to talk with uh Bucio and Tenacity for a while as well. Um I caught up with uh Fudge as well, Blabber. Just went across the board. Like a lot of staff I was talking about it before how I'm still close with a lot of the C9 staff. So just hung out with them. I always that's why I like these events just to see people I've known from the past and where they've moved on since in the esports world. Yeah. I thought like so uh just like to kind of call out what kind of stuff was happening um FlyQuest had like a thing where you could make paper lanterns um there was a boba truck there that's usually immortals i don't know if it was immortals this time i don't think it was because usually they have the immortals flavor oh okay yeah, then, yeah then it i wasn't. think it was just lcs lcs just got boba Fair that's enough. what i think it was there was like dignitas had a little um like you could spin a wheel and you could get up like a card for a player um you got a plushie yeah, you or you could win a plushie. Hey, or... I got one of those on my nightstand over there too. I love that thing. CLG, okay, CLG. There was a chance of spending a jersey. I wanted to win a jersey so bad, and it was like I... one in forty. I don't think anyone even did, but like I, I saw have, someone. I already have their jersey. I saw someone. I don't. I don't have any jerseys. Teams, if you're watching this, which none of you are, but if you're watching this, please send me a jersey. I don't have uh, any I, jersey. I tell teams all the time. I will wear that on broadcast on the Challengers League broadcast. With no shame. Dude, I will, me, I will I will wear it wear on it. the NA Men podcast. That's a yeah. promise. If you guys send me yeah. a jersey, I will wear it on the NA Men podcast. So I have no comment. That's about a reason to send me a jersey. I'm I, not <laughs> opening that closet. I am not. Oh my god, your the amount of jerseys William has is like genuinely psychotic. There's only one team in LCS that I don't have, and it's Golden Guardians, which I'll have soon. But I have like between Counter-Strike and League of Legends, I have about 160 to 170 Holy jerseys. The good news is, with Golden Guardians, if you get this year's jersey, you'll also have gotten last year's jersey and the previous year's jersey and the previous year's jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no, there is the one that I do want that's, like, the all blue with, like, their older logo with the... Oh, yeah, from, yeah. like, 2014. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you can get their 2014 yeah, like jersey. It was, like, 2017. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my bad. It was, like, their, I think it was their first jersey when they entered franchising. Yeah. Ages ago. But yeah, no, the um, I I really wanted to. So most of the orgs have like some way to like, you know, you could like TSM had a thing where you could like draw from um a bunch of little envelopes that are like Lunar New Year themed, and you could have a chance of winning like a keychain or a jersey or a shirt or a scarf or a beanie, whatever. Um, that was pretty cool too. So like, you know, every org had those kinds of little things where you could hang out. Um, and I think a lot of people enjoyed doing that. Uh, I'm not much of a merchandise guy so i was definitely more there for the experience like the vibes meeting a yeah, bunch of people yeah. who i knew talking to people uh that was really fun i don't know if you guys have any final thoughts on that before we move on to another thing more events um, like that please i agree true I, yes 100 percent. and i think it also as somebody who's gone to a lot of the tailgates and then also have gone to both of the the after parties this year i can 100 percent say the after parties feel so much better than the tailgates the tailgates are cool and all but what i always saw every tailgate was people come to the tailgate early they get super hyped they stay for like one or two games or they stay until their favorite team plays and then they dip and like by like game three the studios is like pretty empty there's like maybe less than 30 people in the studios and it kind of feels bad because it's like lcs put on this whole thing people show up they go to the little they go to the little uh, before thing and then they dip out yeah, and that... the after party incentivizes people to like if they buy a ticket to come like stay throughout the day. And if you saw throughout in the studios, the studio was 
pretty full, pretty packed the entire day throughout. I'm not going to lie. I did not expect this to be the result of this because I thought like, bro, no one is going to be at these after parties. <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, they're, who, they're who is showing up to an after party at like, super late like i was i literally said i was like prime gaming time i was like it's so inconvenient for people you know like i just figured it's friday so it's like that's true right like i just when they take i just didn't think like you know because i'd I'd already heard a bunch of team staff be like a little upset that they had to um they had to stay like so their days have gotten so late and all this stuff i was like you know i i just didn't think the idea honestly had that much merit like i i genuinely just thought like it wouldn't work out that well uh and i'm very glad i was wrong right like they've they've done all this cool stuff with it um and they've made i'd like them to expand it honestly hmm? yeah i think they could expand it and do even more yeah I, I i agree i think that i think the idea is really really sick and it's really nice that they're um they're experimenting with all this stuff so it's it's one of the side effects of this experiment that i think has been just like straight up good like a net just like all good because like time change and all that has been a little bit wonky for people um but the the after parties for sure have been a highlight both of them so far have been really nice it replicates how i imagine like spring finals summer finals kind of feel um where like you get to meet all these people there's a lot more to do capacity yeah in like in like a much smaller way but i feel like you meet more people at the you meet way more people than you do uh, at the the finals um because it's just so them? overwhelming right when it's a oh yeah there's yeah. so many people there at the finals that it's like you, you go if a, if a team has like a booth with like one or two players for a meet and greet there's hundreds of people lined up ready for this so it's like you have to be picky choosy on what you want to go to like at the spring or summer finals on which teams you want to go visit where here it's like you got two hours you can hit everything and still hang out eat food do whatever yeah and have your own time to yourself I think it's it's yeah. a really good uh, it's been a really good experiment. So, speaking of um, the new changes this year, um, the time changes have been pretty. Time and date changes have been pretty controversial. Like they've moved around one way or another. What have you guys thought now that we're into week four? What do you think about how specifically LCS? I know magical. You're probably loving the NACL weekend times, but. Yeah. If you were to isolate yourself from that and just look at like how it's been for LCS with this new time slot, this new format, all this stuff. So this actually think? might be be a weird one. I actually liked it when uh, NACL was on uh, the weekdays. Oh, but interesting. I, I, I think it was more just because then I had weekends free. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, fair. I could hang out with friends and stuff like that. I mean, for viewership, my goodness, it makes us look great. <laughs> so I like that side of it. I'm like, yeah, weekends are amazing. Everything is up. Like, we're consistently like the top, like looking like the best growing league, even though we're like just the league that feeds into the LCS, which is great. And also it helps us show off more of these stories to a lot more fans. But I would even argue that like LCS these days have been a little bit more favorable to them, especially the Fridays. I think the Friday days have actually been a lot better for them because usually what happens, like, especially like if you think Saturday, Sunday, during most of the uh, days, a lot of people will kind of go out and do other things during the day when games would take place. So you actually see, would see a drop in viewership generally. Yeah. But having them a little bit later as well as on a Friday when people are like, well, I don't want to do anything anyways. Or it's like, this is perfect to do before I go out and like go do a, a, do an activity on a Friday. 
It kind of yeah. Friday out Friday really night well. is either a late night thing, like way after you're back from work. There's usually a big gap. That that's why I think yeah, exactly. thought the yeah, weekday that, timings that. had merit. Yeah. Yeah. I and just the, the Thursdays are, are a little tricky just because it's Thursday, but I think as people get more used to it, I think they just need to put a little bit more marketing behind like that, especially like where we're super weak for, for Wednesday. Sure. So let a lot of people know like, hey, it's gonna be on Wednesday this week too. Let's really hype this up, so that way more people can get into it yeah yeah i definitely agree with that as well like i think i mean obviously i was going to the studio so i knew it was on a wednesday but i knew so many of my friends who thought that the super weeks were thursday friday saturday and there's not much communication on that aspect. no they they said it's a wednesday and they tweeted that it's on wednesdays that's like pretty much all they they have to do but they i they said and they did say that but i think they should put more yes i agree i I was being sarcastic they they definitely should have done more and i think they're definitely aware of that um it was definitely a little tongue-in-cheek when uh the broadcast audience was like guys it's on wednesday nobody knows but it's on wednesday it's like you know they only have so much power they can only say on broadcast (laughs) on uh the uh challengers league too we also said that on that monday we're like hey don't forget lcs this wednesday it's a wednesday watch wednesday (laughs) yeah come on wednesday wednesday w w wednesday yeah, definitely um, like as far as view like attendance wise arsh i know you were there with me wednesday uh but like it definitely was quite empty wednesday and thursday oh for sure like, in real the like, the real life studio audience for sure has suffered because of this change i want to talk uh, about yeah. that like wednesday is uh actually i think i saw less people there thursday than i did wednesday which i thought was crazy to me wait really that i was like i would expect yeah i i definitely oh, i was there thursday, thursday. I didn't get any pictures of it, but Thursday just it was pretty much probably like ten or le- ten not ten or less people, but ten people less than Wednesday, and there was maybe what forty, fifty times there were, yeah, Wednesday. There was there was probably fifty people, sixty people Wednesday, uh, which By sounds the end, like a it was lot. Definitely a lot lower. Um, it fifty to sixty sounds like a lot, but like you have to consider that this audience probably has capacity for around two hundred. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, so out of that, you know, like. A fourth of the audience and it's not like the fourth all sits together at the front and we're like all friends it's like a fourth of the yeah. audience is spread across the entire place like this all 200 yeah. seats you know what i mean it's it does feel quite sparse um unless there is something like the after party in which case gg 100 thieves had the biggest audience i've seen this year at the lcs studios because mm-hmm. or at the riot games arena um yeah. <laughs> because like it was right before the after party and as soon as they were like, okay, guys, the line, uh, line dance is over. Um, after party starting soon. Everyone's like, let's go! And rushed out of their seats and like got ready. I like, know, it got crazy. I, I, I'm kind of a little mad at myself. I stayed outside and was like, oh, 100 Thieves, GGS, whatever. Uh, like, I was already outside. I was helping at the C9 booth set up but, like, uh, some of the lights. And I was just hanging out, talking with Bobby and talking with some people and then we were watching this game on the phone on bobby's phone and we're like oh my i'm like i'm like sitting there like i should have just went inside and watched the game it's all good yeah because you can't you can't then be like actually guys i'm gonna go inside and watch this game i did the same thing at quarters at worlds i went to the first three days of quarters and my friends really wanted to go do other stuff because i was like okay fine we'll 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 skip the drx i forget whoever it was drx somebody and then that was the game with the the deft backdoor yeah oh. i was like oh my oh i was my like God. why didn't i go to the oh, fourth day getting to see that in real life would be insane narrowly not getting to see that in real life would be more insane <laughs> yeah yeah feels bad but yeah um 
I don't know. I thought that, like, generally, this time format, in terms of real-life audience, has gone exactly the way I thought it would, which is, like, a lot of rioters are in them seats. <laughs> yep. I mean, I'll even make the, the argument here that the more important thing is how many views you get on Twitch, right? It's For like sure. How many people are watching there online, because that's the whole thing with an eSport is it's more universal that everyone could watch like these teams from all over the place as yeah. opposed to just having to go to the stadium. And usually the people who go to the, the arena and this, oh God, the arena is going to kill me just to like, um, if for those that are ducks fans, like Anaheim ducks in hockey, it used to be called the pond, their arena. And now it's called the Honda center. It took me years just to say Honda center and not the pond. Like, this is going to be the same thing with the LCS Studios to the Riot Games Arena. I think I'm going to keep calling the LCS Studios till I die. Uh, Riot can come just, take the LCS like, Studios from my cold, while. dead hands. It's going to take me a long time to get used to that. But anyways, the, the point I was making was that you're only really getting people who are local to LA anyways going into the studio. So it's more important about getting, gain, gaining viewership online. That's fair, but I, I think, and some uh, Rohan and Chai also pointed this out, like... The, the vibe of the in-person audience and having a packed audience, like, the LEC studio is really small compared to the LCS studio, and you can feel that. When the game, when the when the audience is packed at LCS, um, it is loud when something oh, yeah, crazy happens, and it is, it, you can feel it on broadcast. Um, like, My you bad. can really, really feel how... Like, just, just get me, Steve, Mizzell... <laughs> <laughs> that's Sorry, true there in the, the crowd again Can, if kangas is there he will with 40 people into sounding just as loud that I think... that wednesday clg hype squad was uh was pretty fun <laughs> oh, yeah and then they they uh, had a great time big dokes big pokes big croaks <laughs> big smokes yep. big blokes true uh we, he had gp on friday and i was so sad because you guys weren't there and i was like if you were there we could do big pokes because oh, he was poking yeah. people um anyways off topic but yeah i think jeff definitely want to wait through um one thing i do did notice is that like for the first time a FlyQuest game is going to be uh at the end of the day um on oh. in week six and that you know that looks like a really interesting way to measure like that that day's schedule it's, i think it's a thursday or something week six i think uh point being like there's a there's a day coming up where the schedule looks a little different um and I, so I like that there there is a couple days where they're flipping the schedule around a little bit um, to try and see how things will play out, how viewership will play out. Um, if you don't have the best match at the beginning necessarily, if you move it around a little bit, um, and I think that's great. I think it's really nice to to keep experimenting because one of my fears was that like once they got this, they would be like, well, even if you guys don't like it, we're stuck with it. But yeah. like I, I think they've they've really. Take it into account, even on a week by week basis, like things at studio, um, things on broadcast. So I've been liking it. Yeah, I mean, piggybacking off of that, I know for me, it definitely sucked having Golden Guardians. They played the last game all three days of Super Week, oh, true. which kind of feels bad as from the staff perspective and player perspective and a fan perspective, because, you know, it, it, at least there's some variety in it where like if somebody's a Golden Guardians fan and they have work at that, spe that specific time, they could maybe get one or two of the games in in that week because they're earlier in the day. Maybe one's earlier, one's later, whatever. And I know personally yeah. for me, I skipped two Golden Guardians games this week. So I feel like a, a big 
doofus for for oh you can curse i don't i don't think we have a we have a explosive vulture on this but oh okay but so so i think i think the like the way i would say this is like i think it doesn't apply for ggs i think we actually got quite lucky the last game was ggs all three days because turns out ggs is a top five team which i've been saying for 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 a week now that uh ggs just just saying i said that ggs is a top five team um for a while uh but ggs is playing really well right now so them being the last game has actually been fine because they're really interesting to watch but let's say and this is not to say like dignitas is boring to watch but dignitas is more boring to watch than the other nine teams the SES probably so if dignitas was the last game every day and let's say someone gets off of work gets off of school at that time um which probably they won't because like that's late but point being um then they can only watch dignitas games every day you know what i mean and it, so that it is a yeah, good that point that like it is a good point that like if you put the most the same game at the end or the same team at the end over and over um you know or the same teams at different times of day like FlyQuest has been game one or two every day like i think yeah. since the start of the lcs if someone gets off of school after that that's a huge FlyQuest fan they can just never watch a FlyQuest yeah. game live which yeah. like and, uh, i think i mean i'm always in the opinion that you put your your uh, best games at the end right because you want you want the best games to be the ones that cap it off that you're getting everyone to slowly trickle in until those final games and that's when like you get that peak viewership right it's, it's just so been a great you know, time so you're happy not to only be here happy to be on the call the whole day but you're uh, retaining them too um yeah just for people listening that was definitely the path to lcs stream that just opened itself up like a virus on my nice. chrome tab um, hey, everyone, make sure you're uh, watching at twitch.tv slash Challengers League or at twitch.tv slash Path to LCS. The games have been bangers Hashtag lately. Uh, there have been some I'm serious, sad. insane I'm, bangers. I'm sad because I'm, I'm not casting this weekend. I'm just hosting. And I'm like, I want to cast them. They're so good. Yeah, the games, but they'll continue with bangers. NACL, genuinely, the glow up by, on the competitive side has been so sick for NACL this year. Yes, I think the new yes. format is doing it wonders. Oh, um, sure. But yeah, that's a that's a that's another episode. Uh, upcoming NACL special number three. I I don't maybe we'll just stop calling them NACL specials because we just like talking about NACL. Um, <laughs> and this isn't an LCS podcast, any men podcast. So I don't know. But piggybacking we're, uh, we're going to talk about NACL off of what Magical was talking about. Cloud Nine, they don't play. They play two games where they're the or two fourth games of the day. They don't play any fifth games of the day. Every game is one, two, and three, and they have two, four, and they just played one of them. So it's literally in in the whole rest of the year, they only play one more game where they're the fourth. And it's like, that feels bad for like, I have plenty of friends who are working until six, seven o'clock. Yeah, let's say like five, five PST is perfect, right? they haven't been able to see a single C9 game. Yeah, five PST is a great example. Five PST is when the third game should start. It's two, three, four. No, the fourth game should start at five PST, right? So yep, only yep. two games out of 18 will someone who gets off at five, works a nine to five, will get to watch a C9 game live for the entire spring split. Yep. So I think I think there's definitely, I don't know if you should change it every day, like when the games are, where they are. Personally, I think last games are just better as um, as the most hyped games, but mm. Riot has their own statistics. I just hope that they're looking at it and from speaking to a bunch of different people, they are. It's something that they're interested in keeping track of and something that they want to um they want to improve if there is space to improve in their opinion so mm-hmm. i'm hoping that they they take a look at it and they find something that helps us get better viewership and get more eyes on different teams because i think honestly 
This is a great sort of LCS, which transitions us nicely into the Super Week recap and where we are in the LCS right now. So if I don't know if you guys haven't pulled up, but you can pull up the the standings right now if you don't know them off the top of your head. All I know is my team is great. <laughs> All I know is uh, 100 Thieves, who I was rooting for, is not not doing well after going 0-3. I'll tell you that. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have any immediate standouts that you want to jump at? Otherwise, I'll give you... Um, um, you can I, talk about C nine, William. Just go, go, go talk about. No, C9. I was, and ironically, as the big the suit thing, I super fan. I was gonna talk about TSM and Golden Guardians. Okay, I was, I was me gonna talking about TSM is is pretty weird. Yeah, see, I was gonna force I, you guys to talk about TSM Golden Guardians. I would love uh, to start with TSM Golden Guardians. Go ahead. Like TSM and Golden Guardians have very, very highly exceeded my expectations. The split, obviously, for TSM, you know. Wait, so just to be clear, both were... of these teams are tied fourth right now behind yes. FlyQuest, EG, and C9. Um, yes. Which is way above where anyone's starting. 100 Thieves and TL are below these teams. CLG and Dignity. I, I, I'll say this. DSM's almost about where I put them. Damn. GigaChad okay. Giga Magical. <laughs> yeah, but Predicted I was definitely completely wrong with Golden Guardian. So, you know, you, take them, you, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. But TSM, like, they've just... Solo has been playing so solidly. I mean, I feel like he's always played solidly, but he just, for some reason, he'll play good on a team, play decent on a team, do his job, and then, like, a team drops him. So I'm super happy that I feel like he's found a place. You can like, speak up a, a little bit, William. Solid. He's found, like, a solid place on TSM, and he's been there for a while. Um, And just Chime, obviously, it's Chime. He's been playing super good, been playing great. And Golden Guardians, I mean, do we have to say anything about... They got player of the week this week. Like, if if you're someone who doesn't watch LCS that much and you go look on Twitter and you see that a Golden Guardians player got player of the week for a super week, you're like, what? You're like, probably going to pull LO Esports instantly and be like, what is going on in the LCS? Is it burning down? Stixay has not game? died in five games, by the way. They're on a five-game win streak, and in all five games, Stixay is deathless. I don't think Stixay has played perfect by any means in those games, but... He did play better I, than Doublelift, I'll tell you that. So, as I, far as I'm going to see the league... 6 is, is, in my opinion, the best player on that team. Just going to put that Ooh. out there. Mm -hmm. uh, this is something I've thought even back when he had to sub in for Golden Guardians Academy when they were waiting for Violet. Uh, he, he was the best performing player on that team when he was a part of the Academy by a country mile. And he was probably the best performing player in the entire league at that point. And he was only meant to be a sub as the coach. And so I'm like, okay, this guy needs to be back in LCS. That is really and funny. If if you guys don't know the context, Dixay was like a p positional coach. Yes. Uh, for ADC for Golden Guardians, and he was subbing in because they were having some problems both on the LCS stage and the Academy stage at different points. Well, it was also visa issues. That, visa that was, issues. Uh, that's what it was. It was visa issues for the Academy. It was all uh, performance issues for the stage. Uh, right. But Dixay was definitely like way too good and it was like uh why is this guy a coach and not a player positional coaches is, is not where you put that kind of that kind of performance no. and so seeing him back on the team i'm like yeah this guy's about to smurf it again isn't he and yeah he's had a couple iffy performances but his highs greatly outweigh his lows right now 100 i think yeah. honestly like i'm saying he's not a perfect like he's not playing perfect because like the mold we're putting him against is Berserker and Prince. Just so we're clear for people listening, we are putting Stixay up against Berserker and Prince and going, mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah, like, mm. 
<laughs> like, I'm not gonna say, like I'm not gonna be like a oh yeah like totally equal. It's like a maybe you know. Like I, I in a world, imagine world, yeah. imagine people would laugh you out of the room if last year you went yeah no next year actually a big part of it's gonna be that like um, Berserker and Prince their main challenge uh, it's gonna be Stixay. People are gonna really think that Stixay is up there alongside them. People will be like, what? I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say main challenge. I mean, I mean, main challenge in the sense of only challenge. I think, but... yeah, I think that, I think that Berserk, like, I think Doublelift's been, Doublelift was very good before the Super Week, and I think you can call three games in a row inconsistent, um, or you can call it BO1s, mm -hmm. either way, I mean, but like. It's also, unless, the, the reason why I'm saying this is not because I'm trying to discredit anyone as an AD carry. Prince and Berserker are just that, that much above everyone. I agree. In my opinion. I, I agree with that. What, yeah. I, what I meant more was like, I think that like the only two others that you would say is like Yawn, who's been really good in lane, um, but then really not great outside of lane in team fighting and mid game macro and stuff. And then Doublelift, who was really good for six games and now has had three um, not great games in a row. Um, so I, mean, I think you can go either way, but my point is like, I think Stick says the most all around, like five games in a row, he's just been smashing it like playing really really well um so if you're gonna say anyone else is up there on the podium with prince berserker it sticks it right now pretty yeah. cleanly oh i mean i'd also put an argument out for luger like i Ooh. think luger is highly... clg's a good place we can go to next we kind of already yeah. covered tsm and ggs tell me about clg magical i mean let's let's just talk about luger especially i think luger like i like clg which is funny because I, I don't like to agree with Kangas, but this team is great. And I love, love what uh, uh, it's Steve. Poor guy. I always, haha, bald. Just had to get that joke <laughs> out there. But, but I love Steve. It's just one of those things we always have to try to argue with them. But CLG is a great team, and I love Jonathan, um, who's put this team together for them. And yeah. every aspect of it is like why I like the team because it's like promotion of developmental aspects but also trying to utilize players that are on redemption arcs you got great young talent but you mix that in with some veterans who've shown that they're still great players like dokla and contracts but luger is the player that i think even though big dokes you know got you gotta scream that out every time you're in the crowd big luger dokes. is yep. the best player on that team and luger i think is one of the best 80 carries in the league like then he is the one i probably would argue is the because I said Stick A is could be considered a main challenger. I feel like it's Luger and Stick A that are battling to see who can challenge both Prince and Berserker. Because I think Luger, uh, like you look at his mechanics and how he plays both team fights and lane phase, he is just on another level in his positioning and how he looks for certain trades. And this is why, like, I will always sing the praises of Luger. And this is some stuff we saw. But he was on 100 Thieves Academy with Poom beforehand, was th uh, this exact strength. Why that 100 Thieves Academy roster was so good was because of Luger and Poom. It wasn't because of anybody else being brought in, as much as I'd lo love to say that. It was Luger and Poom being so much better than anybody. That, like, nobody could touch them. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I think Luger and Poom were. I think maybe left a bad taste in my mouth after their summer playoffs performance, especially where like Luger had that Zeri game, the infamous yeah. Zeri game. Yeah, I, I think, mean, everyone's got one, right? Yeah, I, I think that generally like Luger objectively has been impressive and like 
I don't know, maybe I'm just struggling to give him credit for that, but I don't know, maybe it's just like CLG has been so I feel like CLG has honestly been kind of lucky in in the in a lot of the games that they've won. Um like or the Aurelia could you say game. That they're counter logic. Yeah, their wins have been very counter logic. I would agree with that. <laughs> they have been confusing. Like there was, you know, the Aurelia game, uh I can't remember who broke it down, but someone looked at like the Aurelia play, which like Doklo's pop off where he just like wipe some of the drake fight we were all screaming in the audience look back oh, at that yeah. replay and summit just like lets him walk past yeah. and jumps on the enemy like nami or whatever it was and it's <laughs> like what and it's like yeah like clg like dokla played it right he walked at the back line and then killed them and like his mechanics were insane don't get me wrong dokla's cracked but summit gave him an opportunity that like i expect they should not receive normally um mm. And and that kind of thing, I feel like, has happened a lot for CLG. So maybe it's just because, like, CLG has seemed so inconsistent for me that I am not giving Luger credit. And So I think it's fair that, like, you know, on paper, Luger is just insane. I can't remember who, which player it was. One of the ADCs that was being interviewed, um, I think maybe FBI, when he did his uh, tier list of ADCs at some point this week, said, like... He put him in A, right? Yeah, he, he gave Luger a lot of credit um, that, like, casters were you know or like casters broadcast uh talent and stuff we're talking about a lot with him which was like he said that luger is very good and he said like luger's elo held by team so i was like you know what fair enough i'm oh, yeah, listen i'm that. not a very good analyst of of the game so i just like to see what players tell me about other players and i'm like all right this guy said they're good so at least you know for this guy to think they're good they must be good right it's to some degree um yeah yeah i think i think it's uh, absolutely fair to say that about Luger. Um, do we have any any final standouts from the standings or uh, or not? Because I I have one. Do we that I touch want to Dignitas play. or no? We have to. Mm. I would rather. <laughs> nah. I would rather <laughs> wait to I see. I think this is also sometimes where you see the mid split roster changes. So that's what I brought if, up earlier today. If if that does happen and i don't know if dignitas is going to do that um but they could so if they do that i don't want to talk about the roster and then like have it change i, I can just say even probably should watching the watching the draft phase from the studio like i'm someone who like watches people's facial expressions throughout the game like i love watching like players facial expressions and stuff watching draft and seeing armut's face during draft on the Thursday game, what happened? It just seemed like it was already like done. Like when Golden Guardians locked in Lee Sin, it he like rolled his eyes a little bit and just kind of like a little like shaking of his head. Like it kind of just looked annoyed. By the way, at the, Lee the reason Sin William pick. knows this is something. This might not be something you know if you haven't been to the studio, but um, with the new uh studio renovations um now at all times throughout the whole game and throughout the entire draft phase on the sides of the stage um they have every player cam if i can like they have every player cam stacked like this so we can see them at all times um which has actually been pretty cool because like you know let's say it's a team fight going on and something crazy happens you can actually like look over and like see the player pop off even if they don't show it in the replay um or like the little like you know some of the more experienced players do that thing where they like they win they're like i knew all along yeah, and, uh, just, uh, where I was. was oh. uh, sorry, the fav- My favorite though was Pal Foxes when uh Dokla had the play. Oh the- yeah, that was so funny. Yeah, that was great. 
I love. But I was sitting in like the bottom right, based. and oh, I was yeah. able to see. I wasn't looking at the camera. I was able to just see where the whole CLG hype squad was, right below the yeah, right yeah, below right the below the cast box. I was able to see straight to Armut's face during the draft. Because one thing that I have noticed and is the cameras are on real time in the studios, and the players are like a few seconds ahead of what like the stream what we see on the actual yeah. broadcast up top so a lot of times you could tell when a team fight's happening by you know you hear someone screaming go in go in or something go, 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 okay, go, go. i'm paying attention now i'm getting off my phone yeah. so I, I saw him i saw his facial expression do that while they're in draft and i was like oh man they don't look like they're they don't look they're having a fun time with that lee sin pick that just got to be fair like through. it's hard to have a fun time when you're oh nine oh on a team like this with this roster like I, I, I don't envy these players. And I said we won't touch on it, but like, and we won't, but like, I, I feel really bad for these players. I really do like them. Yeah. I hope that whatever happens, um, their careers are untarnished after their this period of their careers. I will say that. Anyways, the team that I wanted to talk about, because, um, you know, 100 these went 03, TL kind of bombed out. FlyQuest dropped a game to T TSM. Right, which yeah, now everyone's yeah, like, okay, TSM genuinely might be, you know, easily a playoffs contender. Is FlyQuest washed? Is my question. Oh no. no. Okay. Is FlyQuest bad? No. And my answer is no. But I wanted to present the clickbait. Um. Yeah, you gotta get the clickbait. Yeah, out there, the clickbait. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> forty nine minutes into the episode. It's, it's it's the thing is it's not even like is FlyQuest bad. It's the argument of like. Is TSM good? And my answer, like, I put them top six going into the season. I'm like, don't underestimate this team. They're yeah, going to get wins that people don't expect them to. I genuinely, I so. didn't expect this. I had Gordon Guardians popping up. But I, like, FlyQuest played exactly how I expected. I think this is a sort of, I don't think this is a reality check for FlyQuest. Because as, like, and I think I can talk about this. Um, Like, speaking with Papa Smithy. And, and you know, Speaker even said this in interviews, which I'm comfortable talking about this. Which is like... He, they don't. They didn't think that they were an eighteen zero team, and they said that very publicly. Right? Like Speaker said that, and Papa Smithy said that when I spoke to him. Like, you know, this team was not dominating scrims the way we heard about like G two in twenty nineteen, where it was just like, yeah, Wonder just picked like fucking whatever. He just picked. He literally rolled random on a champion and then just won the game anyway. Like, <laughs> it, like twenty nineteen G two, you would hear stuff like that, right? Like, yeah, oh yeah, all five great. of them just literally picked. They switched roles. All five of them switched roles, and they won the game. Like, they could have done anything. And that's that's what an 18-0, like, level team looks like. And FlyQuest was not rumored to be that, and FlyQuest didn't claim to be that publicly. So I don't think this is, like, a crash to Earth. It's something that, like, people haven't really talked about. This is more of just, like, returning the record to reality, right? Like, 18-0 requires a level of perfection and dominance to where, like, you won't ever drop a game to a bad team because you mess up, because you lose focus, because you're that much better. Because even when you lose focus, you're better. Right, that requires an insane level of dominance. Like I don't magical, I'm sure you can elaborate on this more, but like the gap between NECL and LCS isn't so big that like no. any given LCS team could 18-0, let's say, any like the NACL teams. I think like for example, FlyQuest would 18-0 a middle of the pack uh NACL team. Oh well, yeah, I mean Right. Uh, but <laughs> I think like that that's where like you have that gap, right? That massive gap. I don't think FlyQuest ever had that big of a gap. The kind of gap where you could go 18-0 against the other people in the LCS, so, which is why I didn't find this that surprising. Yeah. 
right? Like not against the LCS, like for most of the LCS, like sadly. Yeah, yeah, of um, course, right? Like, like yes, I guess. Like, I think, <laughs> I think, I think if FlyQuest won eighteen games against Chicken Toss, they win nineteen games, right? Like they, yeah. <laughs> they. Wait, um, if they play eighteen, they win nineteen. Wow, that's impressive. That was the joke. Damn. Yes, I'm glad they you caught that. got a free it win. A, it was a little clever up there, but um, yeah, yeah, I it, it, and you know the point of a joke is to like you spell it out. That makes yeah, it yeah. Funny, no, right? no, it actually makes it really funny. Actually, when you yeah. when you subtitle it, you actually put like joke in parentheses, just so yeah, people know. Yeah, you got you got to make sure people know. Um, I'll actually put a timestamp and it just says joke, so that, just so people realize, <laughs> like, oh shit, there's a joke yeah. here. This is this is the moment. This is where the joke is. Um, no, but so I think one of the best parts for me is like, um, the fact that like we are proving that the split is so competitive because like FlyQuest is the best. But they're not the best by that much. Not if TSM can take a solid game off them. Even if TSM is actually fourth place, um, a fourth place team being able to take a solid game off FlyQuest means this is a good race. So I'm really excited for LCS. And now fifty three minutes. Takes, in. Okay, wait. Go ahead. I think I'm under the opinion that it takes a lot of stress off of FlyQuest losing that first game because sometimes if you're, I feel like if I was a player and I'm already at 6-0, 7-0, you've already got that in the back of your head of like, hey, we could actually, like, we're almost halfway there to getting a perfect split, Yep. and everyone's talking about you so much as being, like, the best team. You get that loss out of the way, yeah, it sucks, no one wants to lose, but now people will stop Pressure's putting off. pressure on you, and I feel like it will make FlyQuest play better. And it will Especially make younger, better. like, Winsome, I'm, right now, it does not look like Hela is getting back anytime soon because of the u.s yeah government it's unfortunate but like you know so winsome's ability to like you know hold the pressure down because he is the youngest least experienced player on the team you know that can help a lot right 17-1 is a hundred times easier than 18 um but yeah so now as we start to wrap up i wanted to talk about something i put qd in the t thumbnail because like it's a general summation of like okay um of like you know how the LCS has been changing the super week, you know, QD was the guest. Um, I just wanted to quickly do like a little, we do like sometimes like simp rant pieces at the end. Wait, like, oh, okay. Wait, you were talking about kitty, like the, the QD, LPL QD, caster. Cutie, cutie, cutie Cinderella. Cutie. Okay. I thought you said QD. kitty. Cause I was like, my mom's name is kitty and kitty. The LPL caster always gets me confused. Cause that's my mom's name. And I'm like, wait, what, what, what? <laughs> no, no cutie. Cause cutie was the guest on Friday. Right. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, they've been doing a bunch of both super weeks have uh, featured her as a guest in the SS. So normally we do awesome. like we we sometimes yeah. give space for like a, a simp segment where like I'll just talk about caps for like two minutes at the end or like Elaine will talk about Jojo inspired or like I thought you Delphi did that on your car ride Crusader. for the LCS when I picked yeah, up. Yeah, so this time I want to use that segment to instead talk about how fucking good Cutie Cinderella is on broadcast. Um, and that's the reason I put her in the thumbnail because like, dude, the level of entertainment i think maybe it's like it's partially being a streamer but i don't think all streamers can do it i think cutie generally like has a Definitely has a skill for for this like because the streamer bit comes in where she's like she's so fast which is i think something that a lot of people on broadcast don't have right like the very quick reaction stimulus being clever on the spot but she's also just like she's all these skills and she can be like clever she can do mm. cake stuff she had the fudge hickey bit on <laughs> on oh, the God. on the broadcast which i thought was so funny and i talked to fudge about it, and he was not mad about uh he thought it was funny uh and i thought like it was so funny right? like those kinds of things i don't think the broadcast would normally be able to make like 
what I'm trying to say is like her being on the broadcast brought something to it where it was like it felt genuinely different, felt new, and felt like something that other people could not do on broadcast that she can consistently. Drop personality. True. She is a good personality. Yeah. Great personality. And that's like I got to meet her for the first time last year at uh, the summer finals. Yeah. Because I was working for on the Grubhub event and she was uh, participating in it. And so I, I got to hang out with her and a bunch of the, all the different uh, streamers and stuff behind the scenes. And it was we got rained out for a while. So that was also kind of a wild story where it's like yeah, yeah. we're all prepared and then we get locked in this trailer while it's pouring buckets outside equipment's getting ruined and we're just stuck in this trailer all together like oh, i guess we're just gonna be here for a while so we gotta get to get to know them and uh cutie cinderella is a great personality she was a lot of fun just to talk to in general and you can tell the excitement she just has when it comes to league of legends even though she's like i'm not very good at it but i love it i love talking about it she just like me for real and like so when I saw that they were bringing her on, like, back in the first week when they did the first event with her, I'm like, great. She's a great personality, and she crushed it during that time. So then I'm like, all right, they've got to bring her back. And we didn't hear anything for a bit. I'm like, okay, come on. Come on. You got to yeah. get her back on. She was way too good not to. So then seeing that she got and she got brought back for this event, I was really happy to see. And again, now I'm hoping for the next event. When is the next time she's coming back? Yep. I, Super weak week eight. Like, listen, maybe? I like a lot of cutie stuff outside of this. Otherwise, I would just tell LCS to hire her. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. like, bro, this, it was genuinely, like, it, when I'm at studios, honestly, like, it's, I love the, the segments between broadcasts, but it's really hard to, like, sit there between the segments and, like, not go outside for the meet and greets or, like, whatever's happening between games. I sat and watched cuties, like, uh, segments between games because I was, like, genuinely enjoying them more than i would a potential meet and greet or like stretching my legs charging my phone like because it was genuinely great you, you would love my between segments but they won't let me do half the things and at like 90 percent <laughs> of the things i want to do uh, like, it has to relate to the league oh it's got to relate to the shame. players you can't just go on there dressed as a duck this this is the i duck mean i thing came again? on the podcast looking like a duck i mean true right. You guys are both duck themed today. Yeah. I'm just duck themed in general. Um, <laughs> true and base. All right, we're we're starting at the end. Uh, I'm gonna give you guys both opportunities to you know remind everyone where you are, where they can find you, a little shout out. You know, uh, either relating to what we talked about or something completely unrelated. But you're free to you know give a little soapbox speech the way I did about Cutie, I guess. Just. Whatever you want to talk about for a little bit, whatever you want to shout out. Go ahead, Magical. Uh, watch twitch.tv slash Challengers League or twitch.tv slash Path to LCS for awesome LCS Challengers League content. You can also follow Path to LCS on Twitter at Path to LCS. We post amazing content there. And um, what other sellout things can I say? It was like someone had a gun to your head. They were like, <laughs> watch, yeah, path, watch Path to LCS oh. and Challengers League. And it's great content. Oh, uh, also, and I love Riot make, Games. Make sure, make sure you tweet out uh, with the hashtag, hashtag NACL, if you want to have your tweets featured and join the conversation. You can also go into the chat and spam the team that you think is going to win each game. And it is great fun. True. That is great fun. <laughs> Where can I think people I find see you, a magical? single tear coming down his eye. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can follow me, I guess, at mad underscore magical. If you want, cool. you don't have to. Uh, and William? 
Uh, yep, I am William. I am in my apartment, and you can follow me on Twitter at William underscore F08 because somebody took the one without the underscore. Mine but, yeah, too. Yeah, I just do. Yes. What are these I people doing? I say someone took William F. Someone took William F07. That'd be great. Yeah, that would have been absolutely based. But yeah, I, I don't really do much uh, outside of uh, just I attend a lot of events. So if you see me at an event, please say hello. I know a lot of people are very introverted and don't want to say hello. If you meet me, I'm sorry, because I am one of the biggest extroverts that you'll meet at an esports <laughs> event. And I will make sure that if you are scared to talk to an esports person, a player or somebody, I will make sure you are going to meet them by the end of the day. So Dude, if you're nervous, I, don't talk to me. <laughs> I saw William, like, every time I went to LCS, like, before I started getting super involved. Um, and, like, so before we probably knew each other on Twitter. Uh, and I was like, damn. That guy's so cool, but I'm never gonna talk to him. And I didn't talk to anybody. Like the first four or five times I went to I went to LCS, I was I didn't talk to anybody. I would just go there, sit, watch the games completely by myself, and then leave. And I was like, damn, this is this is not fun. And I was like, oh, you're yeah. supposed to go with friends. Oh. oh I yeah. mean, but, I don't, well, actually, I do go with friends now because I made friends at the LCS. So hey, yeah, see, you. but I couldn't even I couldn't even accomplish that because I I see people. I'm like, damn, that guy looks cool. I'm not gonna talk to him though. But yeah, yeah, I usually scare people off. By William is really William loud. is terrific. I I do probably events. scare people off at the studio. You are so also like very tall. Me. Yeah, I am only a little six four midget. So yeah, yeah, just hey, a little, same. just a little tall. Hey, yeah, same. it's it's six, weird when I have to like when I because I don't normally have to like look up to people. It's normally like a little bit above my height or like you know n not above my height. <laughs> but like people like Fudge and William, I'm like. Up. yeah that's, i do one funny last thing about fudge because i love hanging out with fudge so much great. every time i see him he calls it a double cannon wave when we stand next to each other when nice. we went to, when i went to spring finals last year we took a picture and blabber was mad because he was like he's obviously like way to, shorter like, way funny. shorter than me and he called it a double cannon wave when we stood with the with the team so that was pretty funny all right um thank you guys so much for watching this has been any man episode 22 um thank you so much for our special guests magical and william uh, i'll see you guys next time